0: What's going on Abstract Sports Nation? Welcome to episode 52 of the Abstract Sports podcast where we bring sports back to life with a unique perspective on the game from abstract yet popular angles. As usual, we are coming at you live on Facebook, facebook.com/abstractsports. If you haven't found us there, you got to find us now. Because we go live every week as long as my schedule permits. Um, I'm a pretty busy guy. Um, but you know, I try to go live and give you guys the news. Got to give the people what they want. Shout out to Jalen and Jacoby, uh, hashtag GTPTW. Give the people what they want. I, I may have got that wrong, but we're still coming at you live on Facebook. Feel free to share this broadcast with your friends and family as you see fit. I feel like we've got a great show in store for you guys today. So without further ado, let's get this thing going. Yeah. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 52. I honestly cannot believe it's episode 52. Um, that's like almost a year of podcasts. By the way, it's taken me over over a year to get there. But you know what? It's a great accomplishment. Nonetheless, um, I before we get before we dive into the real content today, I just want to talk about the things I've been up to. You know, I mean, obviously basketball has been on my mind. I mean, I, I had a couple of fire episodes in fifty one and fifty. You should probably find those um, and 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 watch those and listen to those and let me know what you think. But you know, I had a little bit of a chance to disconnect recently, and it felt great. Um, I went camping at the grand Teton national park, or at least near it. Um, we, I went camping with my wife, Keltron and her, 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 uh, parents. We were actually camped in a spot where like, if you woke up in the morning, you open your window, you could practically see the grand Tetons. That's pretty dang cool. That's a national icon, um, of so many brands. Think about Patagonia, you know, they've got the Tetons in that logo, but beyond that, In the Idaho Falls, Southeast Idaho, Idaho area, or I should say like Southern Idaho, and even Montana, a lot of company logos have the Tetons in them. And I find that funny because as a designer where I deal with logos and websites every single day, I see a lot of that stuff. (laughs) I see so many companies wanting to copy other people's thing. Like everybody has to have the Tetons in their logo. That's not the case. Be a little more original, okay? I mean, the Tetons, they can inspire you, but maybe they're a secondary branding element. Come on, designers, what are you doing? And what are you selling, I should say? Tell them that's not okay. It's getting kitschy, all right? It's getting kitschy. I'll put it that way. But anyways, we camped out the near Grand, T- Grand Teton National Park. Um, the first night, we just kind of like stayed in the, in the trailer. Yeah, it was glamping, okay? We didn't stay in a tent, it was kind of last second so we just kind of went with the in-laws it was a good time um i enjoyed every second of it you know uh saturday morning we woke up we uh got all ready had some breakfast had some eggs we had some some ham we had some coffee and then me and my wife keltron and her mom we went on a on a hike around jenny lake at the grand teton national park and it was amazing. You know, it was, it was maybe a seven-mile hike total. It wasn't anything too crazy. But it was enough to just, like, get our energy used for the day. And it got to a point where Keltron was getting blisters on her feet. And that's totally fine. Can't control that. Except you should probably wear better shoes, babe. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but we we cut our, our hike short. And we took a little ferry back to the starting point so we can go back home. And we ended up having a great dinner with chili We had chili dogs with cheese and avocado and onions and all kinds of stuff, man. It was a great dinner. And then we went to bed, we woke up, and we came home. And it was a great way to disconnect, you know. I mean, I love hiking. I love love the outdoors, being from uh, from, from Idaho, the southeast Idaho region, where we've got the Tetons, we've got West Yellowstone, we've got Yellowstone in general, you know, being able to go see Old Faithful whenever we want to. It's a great area to live, okay? I I work in a digital world, but I have the ability, when the weather permits, to go outside and enjoy it, and I am extremely thankful for that. So, shout out to Keltron and her family for taking us out uh, hiking slash camping and uh, having great food and everything like that near Jackson Hole. Um, I had a really good time. And so, without further ado, let's jump into some action just tonight. I was downstairs. There's I've told you guys the last couple episodes that there is an event that happens called uh Alive After Five here in Idaho Falls, Idaho. It's a southeast Idaho thing where they have live bands perform, like local bands, and then they have breweries come out and, and sell beer, and a lot of the money goes to benefit some of the nonprofit organizations in the area. And tonight I went and participated at this event. I had a few beers, so you have to give me that. Uh, <laughs> you have to give me that benefit of the doubt throughout this episode. I had one more beer than last week, and so I, I'm I'm like really trying to stay focused. But I had some really awesome conversations about sports, guys. That's the whole thing. Like, I mean, I sports are a very international thing, right? Everybody can relate to sports, but every like everybody can relate to sports, not just people from from France and Spain and Russia and Germany and all that. In the United States, like people locally, wherever you are, if you're a sports guy, or or girl, you can go anywhere and talk sports with anybody. It's true. Like you can go into a grocery store and be like, "Go Rockets," and they're gonna somebody is gonna be like, "Yeah, James Harden the best. He's got a, he got the best beard in the game," and so. I'm here to tell you a quick little story about this guy I met tonight. I mean, I've, I've met him before, but he runs a local business here in town. I'm not going to name it because uh, there's a chance that maybe later on down the road, we could partner up. Maybe he put some ads on my show. I might even have him on my show. To be honest, he had some great opinions, uh, things I haven't heard before and some things I have heard before. So things that, you know, ultimately we can talk about. His name is Chuck. I'll put it that way. And we had a really good conversation. Like it went on for a while. My friends are like, dude, Kyle, what are you doing? I'm like, guys, he's an influencer in the local market. I've got to talk to him. (laughs) And so I did. And I enjoyed it. Uh, by the way, Chuck, if you're watching this episode, man, I really appreciate talking to you. Um, I did give him the links to all the social media and the show and everything. So he's probably going to check me out. I just want to say, Chuck, thanks for the conversation tonight. Um, I had a really good time talking to you. You had, you had some great opinions, and uh, maybe we, maybe somewhere down the road we can form some kind of partnership where we bring some people in, have some some local beers on the show. I don't know how that how that works with the internet world, but you know we'll make it happen. Um, I'd love to make sports more of a local thing because um, the thing that I, I kept telling Chuck is that sports relate to all people. You know, our slogan is bringing sports back to life for a reason it's not because sports are dead and that's kind of like the the double-edged sword of that slogan people might think oh sports are dead it's like no sports are not dead (laughs) Uh, I'm just saying sports have more importance than just on the court or on the field they have importance in life and so bringing sports back to life is very important to me I told that to him and he's like man you've got a vision here you've got something great and I was very, I was very humbled by that. Uh, shout out to Michael and Taylor for joining the podcast today. We have got a great show in store for y'all. Talking about some basketball, talking about some life, and uh, it's gonna be a good one. So stay tuned. But you know what, Chuck? It was great talking to you, and I hope to have you on the show sometime. Maybe we can partner up. Uh, but I've got some stuff I got to cover. And you know what? I haven't eaten dinner yet. I'll be honest. I could use some pachangas from downtown Idaho Falls. Uh, go over there, treat those girls nice. Uh, great place here in town. This is not a paid advertisement, but I just love that that uh, restaurant. Go there all the time, and uh, you should probably go there too. But anyways, we have some stuff to talk about. So if you guys stick around, let's do that here in just one second. <coughs> All right, we back. That was a really quick transition. Like I said in the last episode, I should probably make that transition a little more like advertisement y. Tell me what you think. I mean, I feel like there's an opportunity there to be like, shout out to Chuck's business, blah, 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 blah. You should come here these hours, blah, blah, blah. I don't know how that works, but I have a feeling that's probably a thing I should do. (laughs) And so instead, I'm going to drink my water after. The ad space is gone, and uh, we'll get moving here on the basketball conversation. All right. I hope I don't need too much more water. I'm already almost out of my first bottle. Oh, I was talking forever tonight, talking to Chuck, man. I uh, Good conversation. More than I can, like, recollect right now. I mean, I, if I put it down on paper, I could remember it and use it. But where he's a local influencer, maybe I should use that uh, for later – down the road where he can share those views himself. Um, And on that note, if you are in the Idaho Falls area or uh, really, honestly, anywhere, and you want to be a part of this podcast or you want to start your own podcast, you want to maybe be a writer for the the blog for Abstract Sports, please let me know. Um, I would be happy to uh, send you some information on how to get started there, uh, what that kind of entails, And uh, yeah, we're always looking for more content. So if you're interested, please let me know. Uh, But let's dive right into the basketball situation here, okay? So in my last episode, I'm pretty sure we were just at the end of game two. Game three was just about to start and I was shooing you guys off the live show so that I could uh, let you guys watch the game and I could watch the game myself. And uh, well, game three did not go exactly as I had planned. My initial plan was that The Warriors, or not, sorry, not the Warriors, the Cavaliers were going to get game three at home, their first game at home in the NBA Finals, uh, with the home crowd behind them. Just kind of somehow find a way to pull it out. Because let's be honest, that team, they're not all together. And they needed something extra beyond what they've been doing lately to get them over that hump and get that first win in the NBA Finals. I mean, they weren't able to do it the first two games in Golden State. And I think that's for a good reason. Kevin Durant just squashed them guys. Cade, or he, had a, he had a dang good game. Every single game. I mean, I hear a car alarm outside. They better stop that. <laughs> but, I mean, Kevin Durant had a great NBA Finals. Steph Curry had a one game that was a little, little bit lackluster. Um, and that's probably what cost him the NBA Finals MVP. But let's be honest here. Nobody really had any faith in the in the Cleveland Cavaliers. I mean, going into this, there were a lot of people, a lot of experts, a lot of professionals who were saying that the Cavs were going to get swept. I just didn't believe that, you know? I mean, in the previous episodes, I've mentioned that LeBron is the type of guy who I think he's, he's old enough that in the, after the first round, he's going to gas out. He's going to be old. His legs won't let him do it. But then he goes on, after a seven-game series in the first round to sweep the Raptors, the best team in the East, move on to the Boston Celtics and beat them in seven as well, and then he goes to the NBA Finals. And so I guess maybe I got my prediction a little bit too soon. You know, I knew that he was going to gas out. And when I say he, I mean the Cavaliers. LeBron is the type of guy who can will his team to a win but at his age and his type of playing style, he can't do that for an extended period of time. I mean, he played 82 games this season. And with that, he was able to get get his Cavs, help, help his Cavs get lifted to a number four seed in the East. Okay? They went through some major changes this year. And LeBron had to do everything he could to get those teams to mesh to get them to where they were going into the NBA Finals. And it wasn't a good spot. I mean, going against the Warriors or the, or the Rockets, they would have been in some really tough, tough company. You know, I mean, there are a lot of people saying the Cavs were going to get swept in the finals, but they were saying that regardless of who, they were, who was going to be in the West, they were saying that James Harden, Chris Paul, who ended up being injured, Clint Capella and P.J. Tucker and Eric Gordon, those guys were going to take over the Cavs in the finals. Well, we didn't see that picture, but we did see the Golden State Warriors do their thing You know, one player fell short just a little bit in Steph Curry. I think it was game two or three. He didn't perform quite like he had been all all, uh, finals long or all playoffs long. But he was still able to make his presence felt, and with him not being there one night, other players were able to step up and show up and get the win, as we all know. It was a sweep. Get the brooms out in Cleveland. Game four in Cleveland. I was actually in Jackson hole when this was going down. I was at a restaurant called something little piggies. I don't know. It was a, it's a Mexican joint in Jackson hole. You probably know what it is if you're familiar. Uh, but I was there when the game was going on. I stood up and I was, I was checking the score, making sure uh, I knew what was going on during the game. So I could report this to you guys, but I don't have much for you other than the fact that the Warriors just flat out beat them in that game. They were up by how much 20 at one point 30 ish going into the, the last quarter. LeBron got pulled out, four minutes left in the fourth quarter, and he you know, gave his, I almost said condolences. He gave his respects to the people on the Golden State Warriors for being like, good game, good game, good game. Shout out to sportsmanship, okay? On that note, I have one quick story to tell. I shared a video on the Abstract Sports Facebook page and on Twitter, for that matter, um, of a baseball game. It was a high school baseball game. Where these two kids were, there's a pitcher and there's a batter, and this is like the last out of the game, and the state championship is on the line. Basically, whoever won this game was going to go to the state championship, wherever this was. Go to the go to the Facebook page if you're watching or listening. Um, I shared a video. You'll you'll see it um, uh, just on my feed uh, about what I'm talking about here. But basically. These, the pitcher and the batter were childhood friends and the you know the, the video pretty much just shows the batter getting ready for the pitch to come the pitcher pitches the batter misses and he strikes him out that's the game the defensive team and that's and in that scenario goes on to the state championship that's a surreal feeling right when you advance to the biggest stage in your state at a certain sport that is big time right Could you imagine how to contain your emotions after something like that? Like, you've reached the top two teams in the state. That means you're like top 100 teams in the nation. There's a lot of teams out there. I mean, here in Southeast Idaho, I can think of like five high schools right now. And that's not even including the the outside area that are in our conference-ish region, you know. And, you know, you're top 100? That's amazing. And so... I just had to say that to relate to you guys, like how special that is, to to be able to feel that moment, right? Well, this pitcher and batter were childhood friends. So the pitcher gets the strikeout. They advance to the state championship. And what does he do? He pumps his fist one or two times, and he proceeds to the home plate. He gives his homeboy a hug Pats on the back, words of encouragement, like, man, I love you. You know, nobody says, nobody knows what they say. But it was amazing. When I saw that, I just thought that that was quintessential of what sports should be. You know, you're competing at the highest level in your life at that point, right? Competing at the highest level of your life. And you have the humility and you know being humble and being able to go and talk to your opponent somebody who is somebody you grew up with and be like hey man i love you i'm sorry that had to happen that way but i know that you put everything you had out there on the field because i did just the same and i know you wouldn't have it any other way and so i find a lot of value and a lot of power in that notion so shout out to that pitcher for going towards home plate and making that happen um If not for that, the batter probably wasn't going to go to the home plate. I mean, it's got to be the other way around, right? It's got to be the winner approaching the loser in that scenario. So shout out to that kid in that high school uh, for teaching and preaching what is good human being skills. (laughs) You know, playing sports the right way, being respectful, having sportsmanship to the highest degree. I definitely appreciate that. I do not want that to go unnoticed. And that being said, going back to LeBron James, he made sure to pay his respects to all the players on the court before he left the court. Four minutes in, left in the fourth, and the Warriors go on to win their be- second. Wait, whoa, whoa. let me Let me redo that. The Warriors go on to win their three. Oh, geez, that was bad. <laughs> the Golden State Warriors go on to win their third out of four championships out of – Oh my God, I cannot get this right. Okay, they've won three championships in the last four years. Let's put it that way, okay? Damn, I clearly cannot get it right. And I won't even edit that out because sports are about bringing things back to life, right? It's about being raw. So I'm gonna leave that in there. (laughs) I also don't want to edit. I don't have time. (laughs) Oh, that was a weird laugh. But my voice is already gone, guys. I've been yelling all night. So LeBron pays his respects. Golden State goes on to win their third championship out of four years. Two in a row, back-to-back. Next year, they can be competing for a dynasty. A lot of people consider a dynasty to be three championships in a row. Uh, Teams that have done that recently, the Lakers. That's all I've got for you. (laughs) I mean, I'm pretty sure it was like uh, 99, 2000, and 2001. Somewhere in there. And Kobe would, I did read today, Kobe Bryant says that the 2001 Lakers team, he says that he would put them up against any other dynasty in NBA history and they would beat them. Or any championship team in NBA history and they would beat them. And they were a good team. Imagine if him and Shaq could have stayed together. Man, that would have been insane. My childhood would be so much different. And different in a good way. Because <laughs> if you watch this show, you know I'm a Lakers fan. But I'd be as objective as I can um, as the topics come at me. So um, there's that. But now that the championship is over, we've seen Steph Curry walk the entire parade route with the fans. We've seen Steph Curry show his appreciation to the fans and and. Loving, being happy with the city of Oakland after bringing them their third championship in four years. You know, a city that's had some turmoil. They've had some differences, but it's a very diverse city. It's people of a lot of backgrounds, walks of life, things like that. And uh, Steve Kerr was extremely happy to be a part of something like that. I respect him for that. Um, Man, what a sight that must have been. And then you move on to... What is the offseason of the NBA? Well, I'm going to tell you now that uh, the Summer League, all the games are going to be broadcast on TV. That's new. That's super new. The NBA is about to take over the NFL. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar said it himself last year. He said that the NBA was surpassing the NFL and being America's pastime or America's favorite sport in terms of viewability. And I believe that 100%. And I think the NBA taking that in mind and moving forward with their viewership, trying to get more viewers during the summer league, where there was a lot of viewers last year, I was one of them. It's very smart of them. But that's not the main topic of the offseason, okay? We've got LeBron James free agency 3.0, if you will. LeBron James free agency extravaganza, free agency sweepstakes, bonanza, crazy time, whatever you want to call it. This is going to be the most exciting storyline of the NBA offseason you'll ever hear. Unless something crazy happens, like some big superstar gets injured. Or hell, I'll even say like, unless LeBron gets injured, his other story about being the biggest free agent in history, like, those are the two stories. If he gets injured, that's a big story. If not, his free agency, and where he's going is going to be the big story. According to Stephen A., there are about seven or eight teams that he could go to. And I'm going to name about the, you know, what I think are the top four. Because some of the teams he puts on there, I'm like, oh, come on, man. You're just trying to include more teams so you get more views. I'm not going to do that. I'm talking about the Los Angeles Lakers. Hashtag Lake Show. Then you've got Philadelphia. Fila Unite, '76. Philly nation, city of brotherly love. You got all that. Then you've got Houston. Big beard man town. I don't know what you want to call that. What is Houston? H town? H town down? Like 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 Atlanta, but what do you do there? I don't I don't have any gang signs for you. And if you're uh listening on Anchor or iTunes or player.fm, whatever it is, you missed my gang signs. You should probably go check out my gang signs because they're weak. Check them out on YouTube. Look for Abstract Sports. You'll find the logo. It's the A at the S running through it. You know. Man, I'm on one tonight. <laughs> but LeBron, where else is he going to go besides Los Angeles or Houston? Those are the two top teams. But I think about Philadelphia. Okay? flip, Philadelphia. you got Boston. A city that is known for winning championships. Larry Bird. Bob Kuzis. Bob cousy not Custis. I'm thinking of... I just mixed Bob Cousy and Bob Costas together in one name. That's bad news. <laughs> you got Philly. So you got LA. You've got Houston. You got Philly. And you got Boston. Where's it going to go? Let me run down the scenarios for those four teams for you really quick. Just real quick, okay? I'm already out of water. So my voice is about to go and things are about to get ugly, but let's think about it in Los Angeles. According to Gary Payton, who totally broke some news re- earlier in the LA area. Um, he was talking about how LeBron's son, Bronny uh, committed to a school in LA high school, high school basketball team, right? Or <laughs> Let's get that right. High school is about education. LeBron's son, Said he's going to go to a high school in Los Angeles where education is primary, but he's going to be on the team. Let's be honest. It's LeBron's kid. And so that was Gary Payton's point about how he thinks LeBron's going to go to L.A. And I think it's a lot more than that. LeBron has a house in L.A. L.A. is a big market. L.A. has some uh, history of winning. They have Magic Johnson Somebody that he has idolized throughout his entire career. People have compared LeBron James to Magic Johnson because of his vision of the floor, his ability to read plays before they happen, pass the ball where it needs to go, and good things happen. So the Lakers are a natural fit. Granted, the Lakers have room for two superstar max players. Like LeBron, perhaps Paul George, a guy who has said that if he's not competing for a championship at OKC, he is hell-bent, quote-unquote, on going to L.A. Could you imagine PG and LeBron James? And then what players would they have left? What are they going to have to give up to make the exact cap space for those two players? I mean, that Lakers roster, you got Lonzo Ball, L.A. kid, hometown kid, who has a lot of momentum behind him, a lot of room to grow. I think you give him another another year. You've got Brandon Ingram, and you've got Julius Randle. Two guys who had breakout years. They found moves within their game that are unstoppable, and those are things that Kobe Bryant would say are game changers, things that you cannot trade off of your team. Beyond that, the Lakers have Josh Hart, a guy who bought, backed up Lonzo Ball and Kuzma. They've had beef going on on social media all summer long. It's hilarious. Saw a notification tonight that the Lakers are telling Lonzo and Kuzma to cool down their social media antics because it's getting to be a bit distracting with Summer League coming up in July. (laughs) And that's rightfully so. But there are people making the case that the Lakers are not the only team that LeBron should go to. They're saying Houston. Houston has been an unstoppable team, it's a team of role players. I just don't think LeBron's going to fit in there just because he is a polarizing player. He changes your entire game plan. Think about it. Mike D'Antoni put James Harden at the point guard position because he knew that he was great at handling the ball and running the offense, and look what it did for them. It helped to get them to where they are. They brought on Chris Paul. Chris Paul is also a floor general, but they worked really well during the season. Chris Paul got hurt, probably the reason why they didn't get past the Warriors. That was their only chance. They had to have everybody. But LeBron just doesn't go to Houston. Houston is one of the bigger markets. It is one of the top 10 countries in the United States. Or cities, I should say, not countries. Um, but he's not going to Houston. I don't see anything that's going to make him go to Houston. Chris Paul is not his boy. He didn't have words under his jersey like this with like with Chris Paul in L.A. or in Houston. He was talking to Alonzo Ball like, hey, man, I see you. So I think the Lakers, between those two teams, are the ones he would go to. Then you got Philadelphia, a team that is young and on the rise. I don't think you can knock the Philadelphia 76ers one bit. They've got a great team. If they can all stay healthy without, without, uh, um. oh, my gosh, Joel Embiid getting injured, getting his eye socket broken. You know, the Philadelphia 76ers could have a shot at the East next year. I mean, especially if LeBron leaves. Philly takes number one if LeBron leaves. You heard it here first. If LeBron leaves, Philly takes number one. Because the Boston Celtics, without Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irving, they're going to have to figure that whole system out. Okay, I may take that back. Maybe the Celtics get number one. And maybe the Sixers get number two, but they're interchangeable. Sixers, Boston, next year, one and two, vice versa. You heard me, okay? And that leads into the next point that LeBron could possibly go to Boston. Uh, Kyrie Irving was interviewed. He was asked, like, what are your thoughts on if LeBron James can come to Boston and play with you again? And Kyrie Irving said, like, I've seen this business enough. I've seen everything that I could see, and we'll see what management management does. Management has a way of finding cap space to bring all-star, superstar, game-changing, best-of-all-time type of players like LeBron, the guy who made that happen, to their team. (laughs) So, yeah, it's not ruled out. He could go to Boston, but I'm pretty sure he thinks that Kyrie betrayed him. Unless Kyrie got traded, he's not going to go to Boston. And let's be honest, he's been a Lakers fan. LeBron is known as a Lakers fan. Magic, Kobe, Shaq, all those guys. He's going to go to L.A. over Boston any day. He wants to be a part of that kind of greatness. He wants to be a part of the purple and gold, not the green. Not the lucky green leprechauns. Not in, No, no, no. Not in Boston. So, despite being a Lakers fan, with that aside, I do think that the Lakers are the best fit for LeBron. If Lonzo stays, he is a great playmaker. Give him another year let him grow with lebron in his aging years and let him bring some more championships to the lakers with management like magic johnson and their their gm the guy who was kobe's agent they know the lakers genie bus that whole the whole whole organization they know what they're doing lebron knows everything about them so i think he belongs in la If he goes to L.A., I would rock this shit out of a LeBron James Lakers shirt. And if Paul George goes with him, I'll buy both shirts. I will. I'll even buy Alonzo Ball shirt. I will. Because they can actually bring some success to L.A. I want to see the Lakers back in the playoffs. They're a team that belongs there. They've got all the parts they need to either trade away to get there or to work their way there. So I'm looking forward to that. Western Conference is going to be crazy next year. But if LeBron leaves Cleveland, the Eastern Conference is going to be crazy. It's going to be whack. It's going to be West versus East. West is going to dominate, hands down. So those are my thoughts on LeBron James leaving Cleveland. What might happen? Honestly, it's kind of inevitable. I mean, he's, he's from Akron. He's from Cleveland. He's familiar with the area. He's left there once before. He'll do it again. History, history repeats itself. It will do it again. And so I kind of expect him to leave, but if he stays, I think it's going to be a struggle trying to get his team to win another championship throughout his career. So I think he's got to move. He's got to go where the players are. And to bring up another a point that I don't have on my outline here, but I just remembered – I think it was... Oh, shoot. I don't remember who it was. But somebody was talking about LeBron James and there's two different factors that go into this. It's either lifestyle or the narrative, right? He's going to have to pick his team based on whether he wants his legacy to be that he left Cleveland one time instead of twice, betrayed them twice, betrayed the hometown, quote-unquote, twice, or if he was able to go to another team totally unheard of and win a championship there that's the narrative portion but then you have the championship portion which is sort of a blend of those lines right should he he should be chasing championships if he's if he's chasing the ghost of Michael Jordan in Chicago he's got to go to a team where there are some players for him to play with and succeed with so it's kind of a double-edged sword. Is he going to bring players to Cleveland and do it in Cleveland or is he going to sell out and go to a different team and play for them just to get the championships? And I think honestly, it's sort of a third sword, the lifestyle thing is going to get him. His family's in LA. If his kid, if is if his kid is committing to an LA school and I should step back one step and say that LeBron's biggest achievement, he said his biggest achievement in, in basketball in his life would be to play a game with his son on the same team. So if his son's going to L.A., maybe he's, a, he's like Alonzo Ball. He grows up an L.A. kid in high school. Once he graduates, whether the rule's in place or not, he either jumps from high school to the NBA or he does one and done in college, goes to the NBA, or goes to Europe, goes to the NBA, LeBron gets his thing. Who wouldn't want to see LeBron and his kid play basketball together on the same team in the NBA? I mean, that IQ it kind of gets passed down the chain, you know? So I don't see that it's out of the question. I just see that if it's going to happen, it's going to be in L.A. with those rumors in place, with those storylines in place. So you heard it here. I think LeBron should go to set, go to Los Angeles. Eventually get to play with the son. And retire as a legend, because he is a physical. I don't know what the word is. It's not a specimen, because I don't want to put him like that. I want to say LeBron was a different type of player than we never, than we have ever seen. He's already changed the game. Those are the legendary type players, the ones that changed the game, like Michael Jordan and the fadeaway, Kobe and mocking Jordan and the fadeaway, Tim Duncan, Mister Fundamentals, bringing it all the way back. You know, players like that. Then you have LeBron. The size, the athleticism, the ability to score from anywhere on the floor, but ultimately get to the rack and score. And bring a city who hasn't won a championship, bring them a championship. He's changed the game. Steph Curry, shooting the ball from way out beyond, making it all the time. Changed the game. Kids are now shooting threes because of Steph Curry. They're not slamming down dunks. They're not posting guys up like Shaquille O'Neal. They are shooting threes. I feel like I'm presenting this a lot like Barack Obama, but that's totally fine with me. (laughs) I have the same delivery as Barack. What up? So those are my thoughts on the, on LeBron free agency. I hope that, uh, maybe fires you up a little bit. Maybe it makes you mad, pisses you off. Maybe it makes you happy. Maybe I, maybe you agree with me. Please let me know in the comments, wherever you're listening, wherever you're viewing, wherever you are reading, whatever it is, please let me know. Um, I'm always, I, I love sharing your thoughts on the show as long as I get them. So uh, let me know what you think about those things. But to end the show, I'm going to tell you guys that I will not be here next week. I am going on a week-long vacation uh, to Philadelphia slash New York City. And I cannot tell you how much I am excited for this trip. Um, to, you know, to expand this story out just a little bit, uh, work has been crazy, man. My task list has been big i've been chasing the flood line making sure i'm on deadline with tasks and uh you know just busting my ass i've been in and outside of work just doing everything i can to help myself succeed and uh hopefully provide some money to my family uh shout out Keltron and the kiddies back home but this week is great so my wife she studies nuclear energy and uh where she has a conference in philadelphia so i'm actually tagging along with her to partake in the philadelphia festivities i'm not going to be there for the conference but i'm going to be there to hang out and my boy charles if you haven't seen his article on the on the website go to abstractsports.com slash charles davlin or slash charlie dash davlin he put an article on there called is it more than just a game and it's a great question it's a great article But he's actually taking a tram up from Virginia to meet me in Philadelphia to hang out with me for a few days, and we're going to peruse the city. We're going to have some beers, have some Philly cheesesteaks, and we're going to enjoy life. We're going to go to a Phillies game. We already got tickets, guys. We're going to a Phillies game in Philadelphia. They're playing the St. Louis Cardinals. I think that's the right name. (laughs) They're playing the Cardinals, and it's on a Monday. So Monday, let me pull up my calendar here real quick. Let's see, Monday, the 18th of June, we're going to a Phillies game against the Cardinals. We're sitting like 12th row on the third baseline. So nice and close. You might see us on the camera. Who knows? But we're probably going to have beers in our hands. We're probably going to have a Philly cheesesteak and maybe a hot dog and maybe some nachos and maybe a burger. Oh, man, I can't wait. (laughs) So, Charles, if you're listening, man, I'm looking forward to the trip. I'll see you in Philly. But beyond that, we are going to uh, New Jersey for one night. We're going to New York City for two nights. I cannot be more ecstatic as a guy who comes from an architectural background in terms of college and my studies. So I'm going to take pictures. I'm going to be an ultimate tourist. Try to see all the things I can in, a, in like a week and two days. You know, nine days to see everything in Philly to Jersey to New York. I'm. I might have to put together a vlog for this one. What do you guys say? I mean, if you're listening. If I get, like, five likes on the YouTube video, I'll do a vlog. I mean, under the radar, I'll probably still be recording. But I would appreciate your likes on the video. Subscribe to the YouTube channel at Abstract Sports. I would appreciate that. Um, But just to name some, like, I'm going to be in some cities of some big-ass sports names. We're talking, like, Philadelphia 76ers, okay? Allen Iverson. I mean, that's all I got to say. I'm done. I'm out. Kobe out. Mamba out. Drop the mic. No, just kidding. But Allen Iverson. Andre Iguodala, who's a guy who started on the 76ers. He's now on the Golden State Warriors. He's been there for all three championships, okay? that's big time. Eric Snow. It's just a guy I remember. No no big name, but I have to mention it because I remember it. <laughs> I can't think of many other Philadelphia players, but think about like the NFL. They just had the championship there. Villanova just won the championship there. NCAA March Madness, guys. I'm going to be in that city. Could you imagine if Philly went to the finals and they won it and I was going to that city in a week? Holy crap. I would have missed the parade by a week. <laughs> but all of the light poles would still be greased with Crisco. <laughs> but then you think about NYC, man, the history. East Coast has all this history that I cannot wait to go and experience. I mean, these cities are the types of cities that you can move to and you can live there your entire life and you would never see the end of that city. There are so many corners or so many nooks and crannies. There are stories everywhere. And I'm finally getting to go to the East coast. New York city has been a bucket list item for me for years. And knowing as much as as much I think I do about New York city going, there might be a different story, but I have a positive outlook. I'm very optimistic and I, I cannot wait to get there. I am stoked for the trip. And I, I hope to bring back some pictures for you guys. Some pictures, perhaps some videos. Who knows? I know I know Joel Embiid's been running around Philadelphia like crazy, man. Like, I'll follow him on social media. I'll try to find that guy, get some pics with him. Be like, hey, man, I do a sports blog. And maybe I'll get him on a guest, a guest podcast this, this summer. You never know. The guy's open. He's on social media. You know that. So that's pretty much all I've got for you guys. Just remember, I will not be here next week. Going to Philadelphia slash New York City for a week and two days. Um, I'll be sure to report back on how the trip went. Everything sports related that I can think of, but I'll be sure to tell you about my trip. Um, I hope this episode was good for you guys. Um, I will admit I had a few beers in me before I did this, but great conversations with local people people who know that sports have a bigger impact on life than just being a game. And I I hope that I can continue those conversations with those people as time goes on. And uh, you guys, you listeners, you viewers, you readers, you guys are all going to be the ones who hear it first. So if you would like to support the podcast or the blog or, the, the YouTube channel, whatever it is, the video, audio, and the written content, go over to abstractsports.com slash support. You can make a donation there. It helps us keep our website online. Um, otherwise, if you uh, would like to get involved, if you want to be a part of a podcast or start your own podcast about sports, or maybe you want to write for the, po- the blog, you know let me know. And I can I can show you the ropes on how to get started on that the types of, the type of content we look for and uh, how we can get you involved. So please let me know. And I do have to say that I this other guy I know his name's Micah. Uh, it's not Micah Brown, the guy that you know from the football podcast from earlier. But this guy, he claims to know basketball very well. He's a local guy here in Idaho Falls, Idaho, and he thinks that this area is just kind of dumb when it comes to basketball. I feel like I could bring some knowledge to that world for him. So who knows? Next basketball season, we might have another regular guest on the show. His name's Micah. I'll continue to pursue that contact. Until then, I just want to say thanks, everybody, for showing up. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate you guys. Shout out to Clayboy on YouTube. Love you, man. I know you're going to comment because you're the best. And uh, Charles, I'll be seeing you in Philadelphia all right that's all i got for you guys hope you have a great rest of your night great rest of your week slash two weeks and we'll see you next next wednesday this is the abstract sports podcast we'll see you episode 53 we out bye bye